Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is Raynaud's Disorder. The weather has turned colder, which means that it's time to bundle up before you head outside. For most people, this is enough to keep them warm. For some, despite doing this, it's not enough to keep their fingers and toes warm, which can result in them feeling numb and turning blue until they're warm again. Why does this happen? Can it be prevented? Raynaud's disorder is when some parts of your body feel numb and cold as the result of cold temperatures or stress, because the smallest arteries of your blood vessels overreact to narrow or vasospasm which limits the amount of blood reaching the affected area. The reason they do this is unknown. There are two main types. The primary is also called Raynaud's disease and is the most common form. It usually isn't associated with other medical conditions and is typically mild. This version appears between the ages of 15 and 30. Secondaries also cause Raynaud's phenomena and is usually caused by an underlying problem. While it's less common, it's usually more severe. The onset of this type is usually in people 40 and older. Some of the conditions that cause this type include scleroderma, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Sorgen syndrome, arthrosclerosis, primary pulmonary hypertension, carpal tunnel syndrome, repetitive motions or actions, smoking, injuries to the hands and feet, and certain medications, like those to treat high blood pressure, ADHD, migraines, over-the-counter cold medicines, and chemotherapy agents. Risk factors for developing Raynaud's depends on the type. For primary, being a woman, living in a colder climate, and having a family member with the disease increases your risk. For secondary, having any of the diseases associated with it, working in a job that requires repetitive motion, and exposure to certain substances such as smoking or medication intensify your risk level. Symptoms are the same for either type, and include cold fingers and toes, color changes to your skin in response to cold or stress, and numb, prickly feeling or stinging sensations upon warming or stress relief. While Raynaud's usually affects fingers and toes, it can impact other parts of your body, like your nose, lips, ears, and nipples. When an attack occurs, the affected part of your body usually turns white and then blue. The area will feel cold and numb, And as you warm them or relieve stress and the circulation increases, the area will turn red and throb or tingle. Also, the areas may swell. It can take up to 15 minutes for blood flow to be restored to normal. If the diminished blood circulation to your body is severe, it could cause severe damage to the tissue. This is rare and usually only seen in those with secondary Raynaud's. The goal of treatment is to reduce the number and severity of attacks in order to prevent tissue damage. For those with underlying medical conditions, treating them is also key. If you do have an attack, it's essential to warm the area slowly so you don't cause tissue damage. The first step is to go inside or to a warmer area. It can be helpful to wiggle your fingers and toes, place your hands in your armpits, or make wide circles with your arms. You can try putting your hands and feet in warm, but not hot, water. Also, gently massaging the area can be beneficial. All of these steps are designed to increase circulation to the affected body parts. 
If your Renauds is triggered by stress, when an attack occurs, remove yourself from the stressful situation and find ways to relax. If you have a severe form of Renauds, there are several options for treatment. There are different medications that can dilate blood vessels, which helps to improve circulation. Calcium channel blockers like nifedipine, amylodipine, feldipine, or isratipine are great at doing this, and they help to heal skin ulcers that can appear on your fingers and toes as a result of the disease. Other vasodilators help with circulation, but don't help with ulcer healing. These are nitroglycerin, losartan, slidinophel, and fluoxetine. For the most severe cases, your doctor will probably recommend surgery. One type is injecting chemicals like local anesthetics or Botox to block the sympathetic nerves, which control the opening and narrowing of the blood vessels that go to your skin in your hands and feet. Sometimes the procedure needs to be repeated if symptoms don't go away or return. Another option is cutting the sympathetic nerves. By doing this, it interrupts their exaggerated responses. It might not be 100% effective, but it should significantly reduce the number and severity of attacks. There are several things that you can do to prevent a Renaud's attack. For those with mild symptoms, dressing in layers and wearing gloves and heavy socks, even indoors, is critical. Make sure that your coat cuffs come down over the top of your mittens so cold air can't get inside. There are hand and foot warming packets that use chemicals inside to generate heat. These packets are designed to be worn inside your gloves and shoes. If your face and ears are sensitive, wearing a face mask and earmuffs can help. Make sure you take the time to warm up your car before you get in it to go somewhere. Using insulated drinking glasses can be a good way to keep your hands away from touching cold beverages. Avoid going from a hot environment to a cold one because this causes a rapid shift in temperature. During warmer months, when using your air conditioning, don't set the temperature too low. Not smoking or being around those who do smoke is a good way to avoid triggering an attack. Exercising and eating a healthy diet are helpful to improving circulation throughout your entire body. Controlling stress is also key to preventing an attack. Renaud's disease isn't something that you want to experience, but by taking the steps necessary to prevent it, you'll decrease the severity of it. If you have any questions or concerns about Renaud's disease, please speak with your doctor. If you would like more information, please visit the American College of Rheumatology's Renaud's Phenomena page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.